You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 203. In this episode, I'm speaking to Ben Amos about why every online business owner needs a video strategy. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Ben Amos, who is a passionate online video strategist, entrepreneur, video producer, speaker, and educator, and he works with savvy brands across Australia and the world to connect them to their ideal audiences through effective online video marketing. Listen to find out how you can create your own video strategy as an online business owner. Go to signal.com forward slash 203 for the show notes, and there you also find links to Ben Amos. I am super, super excited to be here with Ben Amos to talk about video strategy for online business owners. And I thank you for being on the show. And I know it's probably late for you. It's uh, just after lunch for me. How late is it for you, Ben? Yeah, g'day, Sigrun. It is getting late. It's uh, 9.30 at night at the moment. So the kids are tucked away in bed. I'm squirreled away in the home office. And uh, But an absolute pleasure to be talking to you. Thanks for having me on the show. So we met at a mastermind table at the Upreneur Summit in November. And uh, we masterminded together. And I absolutely loved the direction you were taking your business uh, in terms of doing video strategy. And we have actually, just to update our listeners, uh, that we have spoken about my video strategy as well. And I thought this is so good that I have to bring you on the show so that you can share with my audience what they need to think about. So before we dive into that, give us a little bit of a background why you are moving into video strategy. What, what, what have you learned from your previous experience in your business why this is so needed? Yeah, sure. So I guess the brief backstory is that I've been running a video production company here in Australia, um, a small video production company for the last nearly nine years. And through that process, I've seen a lot of change in the way that videos are being used by businesses online. And really about five years ago, I was found myself producing content for business clients local to us in our town and in our city. And they were spending good money on the video. They were seeing the value in creating video content for their businesses. And then I was handing over the video. Everyone was really pleased with the video we had produced. Lots of pats on the back all around. But basically then they didn't know what to do with the video. So what I would do as a video producer is check back just because I was interested in what they had done with it. And I'd check back and see six months later that all they had done with the video was uploaded it to YouTube. And maybe there was, you know, in one particular example, this 30 views on the video. And that was the only place they had uploaded it to was YouTube. I mean, there weren't many other channels to speak of anyway. So clearly there was very little return on investment 
those 30 views were most likely their business themselves or their staff or their family, you know? So what I saw there, like was really obvious to me that there was something missing in this whole process. And if I was going to be delivering and being paid for to deliver great video content for a business, what they wanted is not the video. What they wanted is a result from the video, you know, like any marketing, you want a result, you want it to move the needle in your business. So I realized that something needed to change. And for me, I realized that that something needed to be what I was doing for our clients. So that kind of kicked off a bit of a journey for me in self-learning and and upskilling my own ability in in understanding marketing strategy and digital marketing in this world of of online communication because I was a creative I was coming from a video production background and I I really didn't have much understanding of what you know marketing strategy is or was so I got busy and I educated myself and I got, you know, I absorbed lots of great information from a whole bunch of people who've been doing this in a lot of different ways, you know, on different platforms, not necessarily video, you know, a lot of great online entrepreneurs that I'm sure you follow as well, who have been doing this as well. And then I, I started to understand and pull bits and into my daily work with our clients in their video production business and applying some of this good digital marketing strategy, which kind of lives in the world of the online entrepreneur and did live in the world of the online entrepreneur five years ago and started to apply it to the real world business and entrepreneur with the video content that I was doing. And effectively that's changed the course of the business. So my core business now, I don't call a video production company, but we're a video strategy agency. And, and what that means is what we're doing for our clients is delivering results, not delivering content. I mean, content is part of how we deliver those results. So the piece of video, but it's the results that we want to actually be delivering. And that's where it all comes down to having a clear and concise strategy for any piece of video content that you use online. When we started to speak, you made me aware, I pretend I knew it, but you made me aware that most of my videos were at the end of the funnel, so to speak, instead of being awareness. Can you explain this concept to my audience so that we get it? Yeah, absolutely. And I call this full funnel video content, basically, because what we want to do in order to be effective with the way we're using video online is to really consider that the customer, our prospect, is actually going on a journey to buy from us. You know, any good marketing strategy will help you understand the idea of the funnel approach. You know, I think many of your listeners will have come across this idea of a funnel in marketing. But basically, you know, for those that maybe haven't, the idea is that, you know, you've got at the top of a funnel, you've got a much wider area. And in that area is anyone who could ever potentially be your prospect or buy from you. And then at the pointy end of the funnel, or the bottom of the funnel, you've got the people that actually do buy from you, the people that become your customers. And that's the, the simple way to approach it. And when we understand that there's a journey that people go on and a whole bunch of thought processes and decision-making that goes through them, their minds as they're going through that buying journey that eventually leads them to buy from you, then what we need to do is to consider how we can align the way we're using video content to where people are at the different stages of that customer journey or that customer funnel. So what we, you know, when we first talked, we were talking about for many people using video, particularly in the online business space, they're really focused on the conversion. So the conversion end of the funnel is that pointy end at the bottom of the funnel. 
And when you're thinking about conversion, what people want is to get someone across the line and to, you know, enter their credit card details or sign up to something or buy something. And ultimately that is really the purpose of business, right? Is to make that transaction, but that's not where the decision-making starts. If we widen the funnel and we go up to the top of the funnel, this is where we need to be understanding that the first point of contact where people first become aware of a need that eventually drives them to make a purchase, it's an emotional connection that they have, right? So someone has an emotional, a pain feeling in their life. And that emotional connection is at this stage, they're not even thinking about purchasing anything. They're not even thinking about who they can buy from or what business can help them achieve this goal. What they're feeling is something internal. It's an emotional connection. And that's at the top of the funnel. And video is really powerful at talking to people at the top of the funnel. It's just not done very often or not done very well or particularly not done strategically. And that's what I want to change because if you're thinking about speaking to a cold audience who is probably at the top of the funnel, in other words, they've not heard of your brand before, they've not connected with you before, then you want to be reaching them on an emotional, in an emotional way. Okay. So connecting with the pain that they're feeling, the emotions that they're feeling and the reason why video is a great way to do this is because video is an intrinsically emotional form of communication. Video, when done right, can connect on a more human level. Video, when done authentically, can connect with a problem and a pain that someone's feeling without it seeming too salesy. And that's, you know, a fine balance. But what you want to be doing here is telling stories about how you've also felt those sorts of pain, you know, telling stories through video that help people understand that you get them, that you're on their side. Ultimately, you want to get people to buy in at the top of the funnel before you get them to buy at the bottom of the funnel, right? So that's kind of the top and the bottom of the funnel. We've got conversion focused video at the bottom. And then what I call brand awareness video at the top of the funnel, which is that emotive video. But then in the middle of the funnel, we need to think differently again about video. And this is middle of the funnel content is where people, maybe they're aware of your brand or business. Maybe they're aware of the pain that they're feeling. And now they're on a journey to solve that problem. They're probably weighing up your competition. They're looking at other options or maybe they're deciding whether or not they'll pursue this or not. So the middle of the funnel is where you need to be really working to push people down to the bottom of the funnel. And what that means is providing education or information or inspiration to people. So using video in a way that still connects on an emotional level, but now you want to provide value, helpful content to people, content that helps them know, like, and trust you. And therefore they're going to be more likely to go down to that pointy end of the funnel where they actually will buy from you. Okay, so again, it's not about making the sale in the middle of the funnel. It's about actually getting people down to the bottom of the funnel. And this is where often too much effort is, is spent in the online business world is creating content that's designed to get the conversion. Or what we see people do is create content that is for the purpose of converting. So on a landing page, for example, the goal of that content is to convert, but they're not considering the rest of the funnel. They're not considering how we can actually drive someone from cold traffic, cold audience, where they only really care about the pain that they're feeling through that phase of, you know, consideration in the middle where they're, you know, weighing up the pros and the cons and they have questions that need answering 
through to the actual purchase down the bottom. So that's when you can start to really understand the importance of getting a strategy behind your video, getting in that nice and clear because we can start to be really clear and intentional about which videos to use and how to use them to actually get the results that we intend. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And we have seen several examples of people creating what I call a lifestyle business video at the top. When it's properly done, that's a person you start to follow, right? And then you see all these inspirational videos in the middle. Some now are thought reversal videos where you're already following someone and now they're trying to you get you to believe in something new that uh, fits their product, so to speak, but they're not having a call to action yet, not until you're warmed up enough. And sometimes those call to action, sometimes those conversion focused videos are actually not in a public place anyway. Sometimes they are behind a, some kind of an email opt-in or they're, you know, within a closed environment. So because for marketers who are doing it that way, they understand the importance of the strategy and not selling to cold traffic. So because the sales process is easy, if you've considered the top of the funnel and the middle of the funnel, and you've done that well. And what you're describing there is something that I'm sure anyone who is in this space in any way, and is seeing other people using video in a way that seems effective chances are that they are applying this kind of strategy to their content because they are hooking you in with those kind of exciting, emotive, storytelling-driven videos, those lifestyle business-type videos that you talk about. And then you're like, this person looks cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow them. So then the little micro-conversion you take there is to go further down the funnel and actually now you're following them on Instagram and you're on their email list and you're you know, like their Facebook page or they've retargeted you because they've pixeled you on Facebook, right? So now you're starting to see different types of content from them if they're doing this well. Now you're starting to see content that still connects on a human level. So you're probably seeing that entrepreneur's face still, but now they're providing value to you. Now they're actually saying, you know what, I've got something to tell you. I've got something to share with you, something that can move the needle for you now before you even buy from me, I'm gonna give you some value. And that's the kinds of video that work really well to warm that relationship because that's what it's all about, the relationship. And then depending on exactly how the bottom of the funnel is going to work for you specifically, then you get into the sales pitch, I guess. But only then, you know, after someone's been through that process. Yeah. Assuming you want to do all of this, we all also have now thousands, maybe not thousands, I'm exaggerating a little bit, of options, how to execute this. We have Instagram TV, we have YouTube, we have Facebook Live, we have Instagram Live, we have these little videos that can be on Instagram or Facebook or a little bit longer videos on, on YouTube, obviously. That seems a lot, you know. Of course, for advanced online entrepreneurs, at some point you will be all over the place because you have a team and you have the budget. But how do you suggest that people get started executing this strategy? At the core of any strategy for anything, for marketing, business, whatever it is, it's always got to come down to who your customer is. And a better way to refer to it is who, who is your audience? So, you know, the first element to an effective video strategy or any marketing strategy is really understanding your audience. When you understand who you're talking to, then you can understand much more about that funnel that you want them to go through, you know, the pain that they're feeling. But importantly, you can also understand more 
deeply the platforms that they're most likely to engage on. So that's my advice there around the potential overwhelm of so many platforms, so many potential places to be doing video is being really clear and intentional about finding out about who it is you're trying to sell to painting a picture of that customer avatar. It's a bit of a marketing term, but you know, who is, who is your ideal customer? Know that person intimately, give them a name, know where they hang out online and then create content in the spaces where they hang out and understanding that the type of brand awareness or top of funnel video content that you want to be reaching them with that main platform where they just hang out. So it might be Facebook, it might be Instagram, it might be YouTube, it might be Snapchat. You know, I don't know what, who your audience is, but at the end of the day, whatever platform it is, that's where that top of funnel content needs to be. And that's where you need to be potentially amplifying that content with some kind of paid advertising as well. Um, but that's a whole other ball game we can get into with advertising. Yeah. Fish where the fish are, you know, that's yeah. the day. Fish where the fish are. I love that. So let's say you are beginner online entrepreneurs and let's say, you know, your audience hangs out on Facebook. You would just focus on that and not worry about the other platforms for now. And for more the advanced people who know that their audience is spreading out a little bit more, they would go on to more platforms. Yeah, and there's certainly opportunities to repurpose content that's designed for a particular platform onto other platforms. But here's, like, I guess, an important takeaway here is understand the differences between different platforms. Because if you create a piece of content which is designed ideally for the native language of YouTube, for example, then it's probably not going to be ideally created or produced for Facebook as a platform or for LinkedIn video as a platform. So these different platforms, they have their different languages. They have their different ways that content should be created to suit what the audience's expectations are on that platform. So, you know, Facebook, for example, you need to be thinking about either using Facebook Live to capitalize on, you know, Facebook's algorithm and the way they preference live video, or if you're creating produced content, it needs to consider using burnt-in captions where you've got text on the screen so that people can watch with sound turned off. Consider Facebook strongly recommends creating video in a vertical video format, particularly if it's going to be used as a Facebook ad because people are mobile first these days. So creating either square video, which um, takes up more real estate than a widescreen 16 by nine video on a mobile handheld device, you know? So you wouldn't create a square video if you're intending to use it on YouTube though, because that doesn't work on that platform. It's a 16, nine or a widescreen platform. So it's really important to kind of think about what's your primary platform? What platform is this intended for? You can, and it doesn't hurt to repurpose it across other platforms where it makes sense but know where your primary platform is for any piece of video content. Yeah, and produce for that first and then decide if you can repurpose or not. So maybe we take an example of, we actually spoke about six months ago about my video strategy. Now, I've not implemented all of it, but I'm happy to share with the audience so they get a little bit clearer idea of what we're talking about. So uh, if we go back to that time where we spoke about six months ago, uh, we realized that many of the videos I was producing were at the bottom of the funnel, much closer to the sale. And I need to start to think about going more upwards. And uh, let's talk about, for instance, that lifestyle uh, video that I have not produced yet, but what could that be? 
Yeah. So I think what was really obvious to me when we first started talking both in London and when we connected via Skype later is the idea that within your brand, you were able to connect with people on a human level really well, but you weren't using video in a way to do this in a great way. So you've been able to build your community around you because of the human connection that people have with you. I mean, your brand is Sigrun, right? So it's a very strongly a personal brand. So what was I felt was lacking in the video strategy and you, I th- you recognized was lacking too, was that content for people who just really wanted to know, well, who is Sigrun anyway? You know, they don't want to even think about signing up to one of your programs until they actually care about you and, and know that you care about them. I know that sounds a bit kind of airy fairy and wishy-washy and all lovey-dovey, but you know, at the end of the day, people buy from people and you know, people need to know that who they're buying from. So that's where that kind of lifestyle business type video or what I call a brand story video needs to really come into play is to allow people to get to know you to, like I said before, buy in before they buy from you. And the best way to approach this and the way that, you know, we've discussed as well is to really be clear on what your story is. So being really clear on your brand's story. And sometimes this is your personal story as a, as an entrepreneur. Sometimes this is a story of a customer. So your brand story is hinged off, not you being the hero of your story, but your customer or the person that you can actually impact change upon is the hero of that story. So, you know, we can go into this as deep as you like, Sigrun, but basically the idea is that by telling your story and allowing people to connect on a human level with who you are and why you exist in this world and why they should actually care and why you care about them, then that piece of video content can be really effective at the top of the funnel for people. Yeah. I think that's a as detailed as we can grow in this podcast episode. But the next step, we spoke about how I was focusing a lot on my podcast. Obviously, I had stopped blogging a while back. I'd gone into webinars. At some point, I had enough of the webinars and went into podcasting. We obviously are recording an episode right now. And I had kind of forgotten about videos. I was doing the odd Facebook Lives and an odd webinar when I was doing the sale, but not, you know, no video strategy, to be honest. And we were talking about what I could do, you know, simply enough to get back on track. And there were several suggestions. For instance, a weekly Facebook live show What was one of the suggestions. What would be the purpose? Where is that in the middle of the funnel, as you explained it before? Yeah, definitely. So that type of content basically needs to provide value. So if you're going to press that little red button on your Facebook live, you need to understand what value am I going to provide to my audience to my audience avatar, that one person that I have clearly in my mind, what are they going to get from this live broadcast? So it really needs to be in that center of the funnel. So you're not going to go on Facebook Live on a weekly show, for example, and you know tell your story from the outset every time. You need to assume that there's some that people they're already in your in your funnel somewhat. Okay, so the fact that they're seeing your broadcast means that they probably like your page or someone they know has shared it, right? So there's, they're further down the funnel in the first place. That's not to say that someone who's never heard of Sigrun before couldn't come across the Sigrun Weekly Live show on Facebook. But what they will do then is they will funnel themselves back up. You know, that's just human nature is they'll go, oh, that broadcast was really interesting. I'm going to go and find out more about who this Sigrun person is. And so then they'll go to your website or they'll, they'll go to your you know, main Facebook page or whatever it may be. 
go to your YouTube channel and they'll go, and then they'll experience that top of funnel content and make that decision to follow you by themselves. So, you know, I think people can come into your purchasing funnel, your customer funnel anywhere within the process, but having the ability for them to funnel back up and then to funnel back down is the importance of that, you know, full funnel video content strategy. And then you suggested something to me that I was like, oh, how am I going to do that? And that was vlogging. Why do you recommend vlogging? Yeah, it's a fear. And it's something that I myself am not 100% consistent with. You know, I've kind of dove in and out of vlogging um, for various reasons. And time is one of these because, you know, particularly as a video producer, I want my vlogs to be produced really well, which is kind of something that I recommend to people that you don't need to focus too much on high quality production, just on high quality information and doing it consistently. Um, so um, hands up, I, you know, mea culpa, I'm actually, I'm guilty of that and not doing it as much as I say that people should. But the reason why vlogging is great is because it allows people to build a relationship with you over time and good vlogging is consistent. Good vlogging allows you to show off your personality, but also, like I said before, to provide value and helpful content to people. And vlogging is in the center of the funnel there as well. That's the core of content marketing is that middle of the funnel content. But a vlogging when done right can actually help people feel that they're connected with you on a more human level, you know, build that relationship with you, feel like they're your friend, which is so much easier to sell to people when they feel like they like you and know you and understand you, you know? So yeah, vlogging, I mean, it's a great strategy, may not be for everyone, but there are ways to test the waters with vlogging and, you know, Facebook live is a great way to do that, to remove any of that production quality business. Yeah. I was very kind of reluctant to try it out, to be honest, but I'm happy to share that actually I will be publishing my vlogs. Hooray. <laughs> I found a way to do it in an easy way and just to share with the audience what I'm doing. I'm basically doing Insta stories when I'm on the road and just before I leave the premises of wherever I am, Rotterdam, New York or Swiss Alps, I record a three to five minute video and we put it all together in, in one of these video tools. There are lots of video tools where you can do this yourself. And when we did it the first time, I thought, wow. This is so easy. And we showed it to my VIP masterminders just a couple of weeks ago. And one of them has already published her first vlog. And I was like, well, <laughs> so I've already inspired a person to do it this way. It feels a lot easier. It feels a lot doable. But when you said consistency, somehow vlogging to me is more exciting if I go to a conference or I go to a city when I'm traveling, I'm outside, I'm not sitting at my desk. There's, I'm experiencing something. What if that's not happening on a weekly basis? Would you still say it's consistent if people just do it, uh, you know, once a month or twice a month? I'd say there's a couple of ways to approach it. You can look at it, you know, just like a TV show, really. Some TV shows like your um, soap operas or serials, they're, they're on consistently at the same time every week. They've been going for like 20 years and things like that. You're bold and the beautiful and whatever. Um, you know, they're always going to be there, right? I assume Bold and the Beautiful is still on. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, that's that kind of regular consistency, which just like slipping into a, you know, warm pair of slippers, it's kind of got comfort, right, for people. So they, they love engaging with that. Another way to think about vlogging is doing it more on an episodic or serial kind of basis or mini series kind of basis, I mean. So it might be 
based around something that's coming up. So it might be based around, you know, a particular product that you're launching, although it can't be salesy, you know, it's not a salesy thing, but it may be more of a behind the scenes look of, you know, we're gearing up for this, particularly for someone like you, Sigrun, who your audience is wanting to learn about what you're doing. That kind of thing would be really effective. Or around, you know, the lead up to an event. If you're going across to social media marketing world or, or something over in New York City, like you know, maybe produce a series of vlogs, you know, documenting that journey so people can come along on, on the journey with you. Where the consistency comes into it is your audience knows, hey, whenever Sigrun goes to somewhere exciting, we're going to get some vlog content. That's consistency in and of itself. Another way to consider it is um, being strategic about why you're doing the vlog and what value it's going to provide to your target audience. And I've recently um, heard a friend of mine who's a speaker and looking to attract more speaking opportunities. He creates a vlog periodically, but he specifically creates a vlog every time he speaks at an event. And that becomes part of, I guess, his package as a speaker is that he is able to um, you know, say, I'll come and speak at your event and I'll also produce a video while I'm there and share it out with my audience. So that's a promise that he makes that it's not a weekly show. Mm. You know? that, that makes it somehow lighter, somehow more doable for many of us when it's not this pressure of, let's say, high quality video content on a weekly basis. Facebook Live, I, anyone can do, right? But vlog... I don't know. For me, at least, it feels still like some production, even if I'm able to simplify it. Yeah. And you need to think about what you can do and how you can, I guess, hack the environment around you to make it easy for you to do it. And that might be having your, you know, your smartphone vlog kit in a nice little package that you can just throw in your handbag or in your backpack whenever you go somewhere. Just so you know that you're not going to say that, oh, I haven't got my microphone with me or I haven't got that little clip on light for my smartphone, you know, or I haven't got the little stabilizer tripod holder so that I can get a nice steady shot with my iPhone. If you've got that, and I've got that in the glove box of my car because, you know, I know that my car is normally going to be with me, at least when I'm around home here. So I can just grab it out. And that's got a little microphone in it for the iPhone. It's got, you know, a little stabilizer um, and a little tripod. I haven't got a little light for it, but it's, you know, something that I could consider. Lighting is obviously important, but, you know, that just prevents me from the excuses, I guess. The excuses. I think that's a good ending. So what is preventing people to actually do this strategy? Is there not awareness about it or feeling like it's a lot of work? I think the biggest thing is something that I talk about all the time and that is overwhelm. And we've touched on it in this podcast as well is the opportunities and possibilities around using video within your brand or online or within your digital marketing, it is kind of endless. And I think what that results in is something that I know you've felt as well, Sigrun, is you just don't do things because you don't know exactly what you should be doing. And you don't want to waste your time. Time is precious. So you want to be ensuring that what you do do is going to have some kind of an effective outcome. So overwhelm is the biggest problem. And that's where I I'm trying to help people by providing hopefully some clear and defined education around what an online video strategy actually looks like and how you can start to create one for yourself. So, you know, with just a basic understanding of looking at video strategically for your brand, so actually doing a little bit of planning before you worry about figuring out what camera to use and how to do it, you just need to think about who is my audience 
what type of content am I going to create that aligns with the customer at the right stage of that funnel that we talked about before and then allowing that to inform what platforms that video needs to go on and then you know from there you can measure whether or not you're successful with your video content that's at its simplest but yeah I mean I can certainly and and I love to share more information with your audience um, with a little download that I'd love to be able to share if we can share that link Yes, we'll share that in the show notes. So go to the show notes and grab the freebie from Ben on how to create your own video strategy because I think, well, I don't think, I believe uh, strongly that every online entrepreneur should have a video strategy. So thank you for being on the show, Ben. Thank you for your time and hope to talk soon. Yeah, you're very welcome, Sigrun. And good luck with your vlog. Looking forward to seeing it. Go to sig.com forward slash 203 for the show notes and there you also find links to Ben Amos. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.